Welcome to The Bill Walton Show, featuring conversations with leaders, entrepreneurs, artists and thinkers. Fresh perspectives on money, culture, politics and human flourishing. Interesting people, interesting things. Welcome to The Bill Walton Show. I'm Bill Walton. What we want to get into in this episode is to show why we all need to get involved with how our elections are conducted. Election process isn't a very sexy topic, but getting how we vote right is essential, especially if we want to preserve our democratic election system and keep our republic. Using the pretext of COVID, a web of well-funded organizations working with Democrat law lawmakers and partisan judges systematically change state election laws in 2020. No matter what word you use to characterize it, the election process was massively tilted to favor the Democrat candidates, including Joe Biden. Joining me to talk about what's at stake in 22, 2022, which is right around the corner, and what to do about it is a great American, Cleta Mitchell, who has spent a lifetime fighting for free and fair elections calling out the left's tactics and encourage Americans to take an active role in their local elections. She's a senior legal fellow at the Conservative Partnership Institute and leads the election integrity network there and hosts a terrific podcast, Who's Counting? Cleta practices what she calls political law, uh, which includes election campaign, election law, finance, uh, campaign finance law, there's a whole list here, lobbying regulations, financial disclosures, ethics rules, basically the business uh, and regulation of politics and policy. Kalita, welcome. Delighted to have you. Thank you so much, Bill. It's nice to be with you. Thank you for having me. So uh, we all know what's at stake in 2022. We've been talking about existential elections now for, for several cycles, but I think this is a very big one. Um, and we're all very concerned about the uh, that we have a free and fair election coming up in about a month and a half. I mean, to to recap, what happened in 2020 that so radically changed uh, how Americans vote? Well, <clears throat> gosh, there's a lot to unpack there, Bill. Let me just say this: um, voting has already started in multiple states, including Virginia, which has 45 days of early voting. Um, absentee ballots have been sent out all over the country. So we no longer have election day. We have election two months. Yeah. Uh, we have election season. <clears throat> and that's something that the left, uh, with the complicit help of Republicans who have unwittingly voted for things like these massive uh, extensions of early voting and voting by mail, no excuse absentee voting, so that our election process has essentially been wrenched away from its moorings so that for a hundred years, uh, election administration have been working to protect the secret ballot, to make sure that people could vote without undue influence, uh, influencing their vote. You know, the old ward healers who, there were no secret ballots. I mean, the Australian ballot is, was the genesis of the secret ballot. And that didn't come to the United States until the late 19th, early 20th the, century. The Australian ballot? What was yes. the name? It's called the Australian ballot. That They okay. were the first to have a secret ballot. Um, up until then, people 
either in New England, they stood up and said who they were voting for in town yeah. hall meetings and uh, in the big cities. The As a former penal colony, maybe they had some. <laughs> I don't know, but it is interesting. But that was, but the point is, the left has systematically over the last decade spent literally billions of dollars. Uh, go to the Capital Research Center website. They have lots of information about all the money that's been spent by the left. And then they took that to whole new levels in 2020 to take the laws that they hadn't been able to get changed in the legislature and to file basically sue and settle lawsuits against, um, like for instance, I'll give you an example, file, multiple suits filed in North Carolina. <clears throat> well, guess who's supposed to be uh, defending the law in North Carolina? The attorney general, who is a left-wing Democrat. Yeah. So they sue the state election board controlled by Democrats because they're the whoever has the governor's office controls the election board, defended by somebody who doesn't really defend the suits. And then they they basically just concede Mark Elias. He's the great. The well, didn't, massive, Mark Elias, didn't, didn't Mark Elias, isn't he, isn't he George Soros's lawyer? Uh, George Soros gave him 80 million dollars yeah. or 100 million dollars to start this process uh, several years ago. And um, so they have like. They have 40 lawyers and all the and all the they have a they have a litigation network that we can only envy. But um, so yes, 2020 was a lawless election. It was an election conducted not in accordance with the law and what laws there were uh, they didn't follow and they uh, upended a lot of the laws. And you're right, your your reference to partisan judiciary. I got to tell you, if there's one thing I'm really worried about. Not only the election system, I'm worried about our judicial system because it's become so partisan and not in our favor. But I don't think they should be partisan one way or the other. I think they should just follow the law, but they don't do that. But well, I will, do, I'll just say this one last thing. Let me just say this one last thing about when people ask me, was the 2020 election stolen? Here's what I say. It was a lawless election for whatever reason. Nobody has conducted any investigation of fraud. Well, we haven't been allowed to. Not allowed to. No law enforcement. There's one law we're enforcement. Not allowed to, we're not allowed to talk about it. We can't talk about it. They get kick us off everything and send the FBI after us. There was one law enforcement officer in America who did a study, who, who did an investigation of voter fraud in 2020. And it was the Racine County Sheriff's Office that investigated voter fraud in nursing homes in Racine, Wisconsin, and confirmed that indeed they voted illegally, that people, the, yeah. the residents didn't vote, somebody voted for them. And that's it. And of course, was anybody prosecuted? No, because the, the Democrat DA wouldn't do it, wouldn't take it on. But I will say this, I know what happened in Georgia. I've studied the audit from Arizona. I've seen the uh, data from Wisconsin. And I can tell you in those three states, this is a true and correct statement. There are more illegal votes that were cast mm -hmm. and counted and included in the certified totals for each of those states in the margin of difference between President Trump and Joe Biden. That is likely true as well in Pennsylvania and Michigan. In Pennsylvania, there are 120,000 more votes certified in the presidential election than there are ballots. In Michigan, there are 102,000 more votes certified than there are ballots. And well, none of those match the number of people who voted. Well, some of us, and I think one of the reasons to to win in in, uh, in November and for forty five days or so is that uh, 
some of us have written a letter to the Republican leadership saying we can't let this go un, uh, unrecognized and we need to get serious about conducting some congressional investigations into all this, which we've not been able to do um, since 2020. So I, I'm hopeful we get big majorities and I hope the Republican leadership takes some steps to, uh, to uh, clear the air. I'm not counting on that. Well, I think that's why citizens- We've been doing to this take, too long. <laughs> citizens have to take this into our own hands. Yeah. So give me a, his, a history lesson. How did we end up with this crazy system? Uh, you know, back in some good old day, we had a paper ballot and we all went to the polling hall on election day and we put our ballot in the box and then they counted the ballot and they announced results, usually pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think- uh, um, I think we're, uh, I think, didn't didn't the Italians just go to the polls <laughs> and put a paper ballot in a box? I mean, this is Italy. Italy's a mess. Right. I All mean, right. but they have a very simple uh, system. I mean, how did we go from that to where we are? Well, honestly, remember that the left, I cannot even begin to tell you how many leftist organizations funded, by the way, not just by George Soros, but by, Kristen Eastlip from the Capital Research Center says that all of these funders to this uh, major network of left-wing groups in the election space have a common last name, foundation. <laughs> <laughs> but you have so many foundations that uh, Ford Foundation, Rockefeller, Zillion Foundations, they all have given money. And well, we have Zuckerberg, ACLU, League of oh, Women Voters. But they've uh, given money to, to build, yeah. uh, to really wreck the system, to come up with They've basically gone into every aspect of our voting process from, as you say, voting on election day. Oh, no, 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 no. You can't do that. You have to have early voting. So you have states like Virginia, 45 days of early Crazy. voting. Now, let me tell you why that's such a bad idea. First of all, we all need to be operating under the basically the same set of facts. And, and we all know that things happen. People start paying attention and things happen in the days leading up to the election. But the other thing that is a real problem is you cannot have citizen observation for 45 days, meaningful observation. Our whole problem, our whole election system is based on the notion that we'll have citizens engaged as workers and we should have parity. Many statutes require parity between Democrats and Republicans as poll workers. And we have citizen observers who watch. So we have transparency. We watch the election process. That's very difficult to do when you have 45 days because people have other lives and the left knows that they want to take it all outside away from supervision and protection. That's but, but, and they've but, done all that. But you do believe and I agree that grassroots people can overcome all this. If, oh, yes. We get people. Absolutely. Involved. We if don't I, you know we can't we can take our destiny in our own hands. We can. And I. Uh, published, we have a website called whoscounting.us, and and I I wrote, and it's on our website, it's free, download it, The Citizen's Guide to Building an Election Integrity Infrastructure. Download that. It tells how to start a local task force, how you can become a presence in your election office, how uh, you can... Is this is this is this on the on the on your website? On my website. Repeat yeah. it again. Let, let's make sure we get that out there. All it's right. It's www.whoscounting.us. Yeah. W-H-O-S-K-C-O-U-N-C-O-U-N-T-I-N-G, who's counting, dot U-S, who's counting, dot U-S. And we have uh, the Citizen's Guide, and we've just published um, 
I think we're up to 20. They're five minute, five to seven minute videos. They're training videos. It's the master class in election integrity. And it takes each component of the citizen's guide and has about five minutes of here's, here's what, how you do that. And I will tell you two things. It made a difference in Virginia in 2021, having thousands of citizens engaged as poll workers and poll watchers made a big difference. We didn't see some of the shenanigans that we saw in Virginia in 2020. And trust me, there were shenanigans. And now we've expanded that all over the country where we have statewide coalitions in a number of states of groups that, are, that meet weekly on the phone, on Zoom, and they're building local task forces and they're rec recruiting people. And guess what? The left hates it. They hate it. So well, I know we, we must be over the target. We must like it because we're doing something right. But you, you've got a coalition of groups that are working on this. So if somebody listening or watching to this doesn't really want to go it alone, we've got Heritage Action. We've got the Tea Party Patriots. Who else is organizing people uh, in the states? Um. I don't know if anybody else is organizing the way we're organizing. I mean, I work okay. with them. I work with them. Heritage Action focuses primarily on state legislation, and they take the lead on that, which is really important. Tea Party Patriots has helped us uh, enormously as we have um, built, had conducted these summits. Uh, Jenny Beth Martin has gone sure. in through the states and and gone around the state and and held training sessions. But in terms of the, I'll tell you, the Virginia Institute for Public Policy, Lynn Taylor, um, she is uh, coordinating, you know, we're all following the model that they put together in Virginia in 2021. And so she's giving support to these state coalitions. Um, and, and we have national working groups. We have a national working group on protecting, uh, teaching people about absentee voting and the U.S. Post Office and if you go to our website, www.whoscounting. The idea uh, that we've got the U.S. Up. Post, the U.S. I'm sorry, give us the give us the address. Yeah, www.whoscounting.us. www.whoscounting.us. Uh -huh. Well, the, the idea we've got the post office involved in our elections yes, is just stunning. Yes. And the, the um, biggest precinct in the country. <laughs> the post office is the biggest. But I, one of the, one of the points I think we need to make clear is that elections are still primarily a local. A state oh, they're totally local. Business. All voting takes place at the local level. And so, that's why we have to have people at the local level. So it, 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 it may seem tedious, but going down, poll watching, doing all the things that people need to uh, do to, to watch the bad guys uh, is essential. And so yes. you, we need to participate. But there's some threats to this. Didn't, didn't uh, President Biden issue, uh, looking at this, an executive order in March mm -hmm. of 2021 and this is this is really chilling. He directed every federal agency to develop and submit a plan about how that agency was going to use its program to register and mobilize voters in 2022. Mm -hmm. and of course, we mean of course we know he means Democrat voters. Yes. Well, what, what's happening with this? Well, uh, a number of us have. Um, I've been working with a, a working group on that, and Russ Vote from Citizens Renewing America. Oh. He Russ used to be at Heritage Action, and then he was uh, he went into the administration and became President Trump's uh, director of the Office of Management and Budget. And so Russ's organization, Citizens Renew Renewing America, has taken the lead. 
on fighting the Biden executive order. In fact, I just saw today a letter that 17 attorneys general have signed to the White House demanding that he rescind the order. They're not going to do that, but I think that might be in preparation for litigation. We don't, we don't know the state of play, though. I mean, we, we don't FOIA? because they won't. Pop, they we filed FOIA requests and we can't get. They won't turn over these plans that you just read about. Those and are public documents, and they have. They won't turn them over. And this is being run by our old friend Susan Rice. Correct. That's exactly right. She's the one who's running the whole program, and they're handing out grants of our tax money to qualified groups. Well, guess what you have to qualify to do to be qualified? You have to be acceptable to Susan Rice, which means you have to be a lefty. So I'm, uh, I'm always, I'm always excited when I talk with you, although I'm also sort of uh, feeling a little overwhelmed sometimes. I mean, the other thing the Democrats have successfully done is they've gotten a lot of federal funding yeah. uh, to support what they're doing. And we yeah. tend to be you know, hardy citizens doing it for free. Well, it's true, but you know, the, the fact is um, it can become overwhelming and daunting, but the fact is if, and sometimes I would think, does this really matter getting people engaged and going to election offices and, you know, being at the meetings, reading the minutes, you know, really being engaged 24 seven, not just at election time, although that's really important, but uh, 365 days a year, we need to watch what they're doing because the left is there. If you think they're not there, they are there. It's just like parents going to school board meetings. We need to be there too. Um, but the left and the full force of the Democrats and the left in the media have come down on me and on our election integrity work and our summits. So what does that tell me? That tells me- You're doing the right thing. We're doing the right thing. So yeah. my view, when they come after- what we're doing, double down, double down. It means we're on the right track. So I'm begging people to sign up to be a poll watcher, be a poll worker, wherever you are, there's a place for you to do that. So you should do that. If you want to be a democratic poll worker, the DNC has a site. If you, I, this is not a partisan issue. Yeah. RNC has, the RNC has a sign up. We're going to have that on our website in the next week, the sign up that both the Democrat and the Republican sign up. Um, do that. We need you, Uncle Sam. We need you. <laughs> I want you. Hey, you know, your, your podcast is terrific. You had Hans uh, von Spakowski. Uh, Hans von Spakowski. It's a mouthful. He needs to shorten his name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and it, it, might, it might be briefly uh, useful to touch on what he's got there. He's got a guide to what uh, the individual state's landscape looks like mm -hmm. in terms of voting process. What's that, what's, he, what's, what's that about? Well, they spent a year in, in 2021, Heritage under Hans's leadership, uh, analyzed the election codes of all 50 states in the District of Columbia. And against a certain, here's the gold standard, and then looked at each state's laws and came up with a scorecard. Now they call it the election integrity scorecard. I told them that's not the right name. It should just be the election law scorecard. Right. Because you can't have you can have the best laws in the world, but if they don't follow, if the election administrators ignore the law, um, then you don't have integrity. So it takes both. But he's analyzed the laws of all the fifty states and the District of Columbia, and I urge people. I send them there if you want to know what needs to be done in your state in terms of what the election what is missing in the election code. Just go there. They've already done the work for you. 
Well, and so there are a lot of grassroots groups around the country who are preparing for the next legislative sessions. On, um, like in Georgia, even though they passed a law in 2021 that the left hated, and remember all that brouhaha, there are citizens there working on additional changes as soon as the legislature comes back in January. So it's happening all over the country. We have to regain the territory that has been ceded to the left um, in our election codes, and we have to get it back. I think that sounds like a final word. <laughs> I think that's great. What what else would you add to that? I, I just want to add the, the list of things. You can go onto that that website. You, you want to know what you need. You need to verify voting rolls. Mm -hmm. You need ID voter ID requirements. You have signature verification uh, for mail-in ballots. Uh, you know, there's a whole list of things that are that are the gold standard for a free and fair election, a lawful election. And I think that's where we got to. If you're talking with your friends about elections, that's the place to go to know how to get it right. Well, and I will tell you that I think that there are even some changes that uh, that I probably need to talk to Hans about that I hadn't thought about, except for the experience I've witnessed this year. And I will tell you, it is, even though the laws may require verification of identity of those who vote by mail, because of the sheer volume of mail ballots, there's literally, there, there is very little meaningful verification of identity of vote, voters who vote by mail. Right. That just isn't happening. I don't think it can happen. That's why we need to shrink the, the percentage of votes that are cast outside the supervision and protection of right. the in-person voting. And that's going to be a big... <clears throat> That's going to be a heavy lift to remind, to explain to people why that might sound good, but in reality, the more people vote in absentia, the harder it is to make sure that there's no fraud. So I want to wrap up. We've got five weeks till the November election. What should people be doing? Well, number one, the first day that you can vote in person, go vote in person. Claim mm -hmm. your vote. Do that. Vote in person the first day it opens because we had too many people who showed up to vote in 2020 who were told, oh, Mrs. Jones, our records show you've already voted. So go vote in person the first day you can. Do not vote by mail. Just go claim your vote. The second thing is sign up to be a poll watcher. Sign up to be a poll worker. The election offices are looking for people. They may not say they are, but they may not think they want anybody who's not a Democrat. That's a big issue. We're having the RNC is actually suing jurisdictions over that right now. But get involved. Go watch the polls. Go be on an absentee ballot adjudication team. There's so many roles, so much work to do. And um, sign up for our website, download the Citizen's Guide, and it'll tell you everything you need to do. Great. Cleta, Cleta Mitchell, thank you. Uh, she's with the, runs the Election Integrity Network and, and has a terrific podcast, uh, Who's Counting? And, and Cleta, I hope to have you back uh, later when we talk about uh, all the good election outcomes in November. I hope so. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, We're going to document everything we see this year. Thank you so much for having me, okay. Bill. Thanks. Talk thank soon. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. Want more? Click the subscribe button or head over to thebillwaltonshow.com to choose from over 100 episodes. You can also learn more about our guest on our Interesting People page. And send us your comments. We read everyone and your thoughts help us guide the show. If it's easier for you to listen, check out our podcast page and subscribe there. 
In return, we'll keep you informed about what's true, what's right, and what's next. Thanks for joining.